Brace yourself, Robin. You're about to listen to the Masters of the Obvious. This dynamic duo will give you the sudden and strangest feeling that you are about to be utterly and madly carried away. But beware, they are criminals. They are filthy outlaws and indeed are not masters in the least. I have rarely met two girls with such potent arguments, and yet are inept fools. But if you like interviews, zany antics, and bad puns, then stay tuned. Same bat time, same bat channel. And welcome to another episode of Masters of the Obvious. I'm Kirsten Bozio. And I'm Cynthia Rose. On today's episode, we have author and model Riot Grace and fashion designer and illustrator Lottie Guntank on the show to talk about their new book, Riot. And Kirsten and I discuss nerd news and talk about what we've been up to. But first, we'd like to remind you to go to mastersoftheobvious.com. We have merch for sale. Merch you want to buy. And if you'd like to support this pod and take advantage of free shipping in the U.S., well, we really appreciate you. And hey, I'm always on top of things. Would you like to be one of them? <laughs> then you can check out our shop and show your support at mastersoftheobvious.com. Let's talk about what we've been up to. What have you been watching? What have you been doing? Too many things. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, Max's birthday is this week, so we're planning a birthday party for him. He's turning seven, and it's cuckoo bananas. How the hell did that happen? I still remember that squishy little Patton Oswald clone in my arms. I know. But I have watched a lot of stuff since the last episode. I feel uh, like that's your stress relief. Yeah, it really stuff. is. I did a lot of watching things. I also went to Maui for a week. And had started early for the shoots and then had a giant chunk of time in the middle at the Four Seasons where I ordered room service and watched shows. And I should have been napping because then I had to go back to work and then we worked into the night. But whatever. I watched a lot I of shows. That's kind of hard to like in the middle of the day, shut yourself off and then turn yourself back on and get back well, to work. Well, you would think I'd be able to because like I had to get up at like three in the morning. Ew. Well, they wanted the models done before sunrise. It was a lot. It was yeah. fun, though. It was fun. Worked with 90 supermodels. It was fun. Anyway, I ended up watching a whole season of Resident Alien on Hulu, which is actually on sci-fi. But um, I don't it's, think I've seen that one. Alan Tudyk. Oh. And it's based on the Dark Horse comic. And I heard that it's very different from the comic, but I haven't read the comic, so I can't really say. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Really looking forward to the next season. Like I was bummed I couldn't just like move on to season two because I wanted to keep watching. It was it was really good. That's one of the great pitfalls of streaming. Yeah. You want more and then you mm -hmm. gotta wait. Um, I also watched an entire season of Jupiter's Legacy. I just watched. No, I didn't even finish the first episode. And what a bunch of bullshit that was. It feels like a CW <laughs> drama, but not in a good way. 
Yeah, it felt like, and I I could be totally off on this because again, I'm not that much of a comic book person. And I know it's based on an actual comic, but it didn't feel like it was. It felt like some execs were told about the show The Boys and they were like, yeah, let's do a comic thing with fucking and killing and let's throw in some old timey flashbacks like the parts of Captain America we liked. It was awful. It was so awful. But I watched it all. Well, the comics apparently aren't very good either. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. And also in Hawaii, I've, I watched the the full season of Halston. Oh, did you like that? It was gorgeous. And it was sad. And it was great. I just, if Ian McGregor is playing a gay guy, I'm there. I just love it. That's where it's at. It is. And I know that's might be shitty to say because he's not gay and maybe I should have gone to a gay actor, but I love him in Velvet Goldmine. He's so good. Um, and, and, and just the connection he has when he's like making out with a dude, like I'm there for it It is good. We don't know for sure that he's straight though. I don't feel like anyone is truly straight. I mean, the way that he, I mean, if he's the, he might be the most convincing actor of all time because in Velvet Goldmine and Halston, I'm like, that man is gay, 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 gay. And it's gay, 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 gay. this guy's balls. I'm still on my Star Trek Discovery rewatch. First of all, Anthony Rapp just followed Tiny Bangs. Anthony Rapp is on Star Trek Discovery and he originated the role of Mark on Rent. Broadway and the movie. Mm. I've never seen Rent. I know nothing about Rent. <laughs> I can never impress you. And it's weird. The only thing I know about Rent, and this is terrible, is that it, they parodied it in um, Team America. No. Team America. <laughs> I knew. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, God. This um, is the straightest thing I've ever said. <laughs> wow. Maybe you finally convinced me. Maybe not everyone is gay. Um, but yeah, I've just been really enjoying the crap out of that. And Lower Decks, which apparently isn't canon Star Trek, but it is Star Trek and they use all the names mm-hmm. and they do have some of the original actors that come on. But it's very similar to Futurama. And mm-hmm. I almost like it more than Futurama, which is like heresy. Heresy? 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 <laughs> Morrissey. Mm. Um but I just really, really like it. And I think that you would love both if I can convert you to be a Trekkie. But you have been watching The Bad Batch, right? Yes, I watched The Bad Batch. And the last, what did we get? We got Fennec finally in, in the fourth episode. And then in this last episode, we got Moochie, the adolescent rancor. It's, I read that it wasn't actually the rancor from the original trilogy. No, I don't think so. I but wish. But it's cute because they had, because, you know, Jabba's dude came and got him and it was cute. It was cute. I really do like the Bad Batch, but it's definitely geared towards children. And I know this reacting, seeing my kids' reactions to it. Yeah, Max loves it. I'm like, <laughs> it is better than I thought it would be, though. I heard some mixed reviews about it. Yeah, I feel the opposite. I was, I was really jazzed for it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm having a good time with it. Uh, so I also watched Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah. The Zack Snyder opus. I have a feeling you don't have much good things to say about it, but how was Tig? Tig was great. I think a lot of people have said, oh, they look really, you can tell that they were pieced in. I couldn't. I thought it was great. I thought Tig was the only part worth watching. 
Tig is also in Discovery, by the way. Oh, great. I watched 25 minutes of Army of the Dead and then stopped and was like, I cannot continue with this shit. But then I went back to it a couple days later and I wish I didn't because it wasn't fucking (laughs) worth it. Hmm. Everyone's saying that like, this is always the argument. Sometimes people will agree with me that Snyder's like superhero work is trash, but he was actually good when it came to horror. So this should have been more reason to defend him, but doesn't seem like that's the case. It was awful. I really went in thinking, okay, you know, this might be good. I I like a good zombie movie, but it was awful. What a bummer. It was really bad. Um, I also, oh no, I watched Adventure Time Distant Lands together again. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I ugly cried. Max ugly cried. Dover ugly cried. Holy shit. So good. So I need to emotionally prepare for that. Yes. Okay. I Noted. think um I think when Charlie was on, they talked about how that was a really sad episode and they were fucking right. Oh, yeah, they wrote on that, didn't they? Um, I don't know which episode. Former guest of the show and friend of the Charlie show, Feldman. Charlie Feldman. <laughs> I don't know. Worked what... on so many cool things. The Owl House, Teen Titans, yeah. they're really they're something super else. Fun. I also watched Cruella. I'm so bummed that you beat me to it because you weren't excited about it, but I was, and you watched it first. It was like uh, Disney Vivian Westwood, I guess. I don't know. I, it was, I liked it. Tova really liked it. The soundtrack was fucking excellent. Excellent soundtrack. We actually have some news about Corella too, don't we? Do we? We do. And then the only um, thing I watched was Inside by... Bo, Bo, Bo Burnham? Yeah, Bo Burnham. Burnham? I don't you know. beat me to all my faves. I don't know. Some millennial. Is he a millennial? I don't know. Some yeah. kid. Some kid did a comedy show. And it is fucking cool. It's fucking it gets a little dark. He did it over a year. And it's dark and it's funny. And his I'd never seen this kid before. Like never seen anything he had done. And then I watched this because TikTok told me to. And uh <laughs> holy shit. The jokes kind of sneak up on you. Like, I was just like, this isn't funny. Why is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's, every time I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't funny. Holy shit. This is funny. <laughs> like, if, we, if, if millennials could elect like an official, it would be Bo Burnham for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you guys. But just to backpedal about Cruella, can we mm-hmm. talk about Republican politician Omar Navarro? He tweeted, the new Disney Corello with Emma Stone just ruined my childhood with an openly flamboyant gay in the movie. Disney persists shoving the LGBT agenda down our throat. Hot. His whole childhood that fast? (laughs) One gay ruins your whole childhood. Just unravels my whole past. Yeah, no. How many films and movies have openly gay characters in it? And that's the one that did it. I don't even understand the the shop owner. Like, who is he talking about? It's not even like the lead role. Disney has yet to give us a lead character who is openly gay. I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that this this kind of fucking rhetoric and bullshit is the only thing that the Republican Party has at this point, because they have no real like something that they're actually doing for the country. It's all about obstructionism and these fucking like talking points about how the gays are coming to fucking get you. Right. Cause he also continued his attack on queer friendly kids content. Like 
how he wants his followers to boycott Nickelodeon and Blue's Clues for their Pride Parade sing-along video. If his followers are watching Blue's Clues, he's got bigger problems. Because why like... are children following? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you have to have the mind of a child to follow that man. Right. And, you know, I mean... I, mean, I don't know. I guess maybe he's showing Blue's Clues. Is he trafficking children as well, like Matt Gates? Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's fucking funny that, like, his whole life could just unravel like that <laughs> over that. Yeah. Um, moving on to some video game news. There's going to be a high-budget adaptation of Borderlands by Eli Roth. Hmm. All star cast: um, Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Kevin Hart, just to name a few. Okay, I'm super interested in seeing something with Kate Blanchett and Kevin Hart together. Eli That's Roth, weird, doesn't miss too often. Kirsten, yes. Did you watch the trailer for Last Night in Soho? I sure did. Fucking a. So People are good. always already calling it like the best movie of the year, and it's just uh, a trailer. It's fucking bananas. It's like I love bizarre thrillers, and this one just looks like it's going to be fucking fantastic. So, are you a fan of Edgar Wright? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a super fan, but I do like some of his work. I didn't realize just how much of his movies that I rewatch all the time. Obviously, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Because I'm millennial trash. Um, but of course, all the Simon Pegg stuff like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Those are so fun. Really fun. So this is kind of like a new venture for him. I don't think he's not anything like this. Yeah. And Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So fucking beautiful in that trailer. God damn. She was so underused in... New Mutants, by the way. That was great casting, but just terrible material. It's good to see her doing stuff like that. I mean, obviously, she's not hard up for jobs after Queen's Gambit and all that, but yeah, she's doing okay. This seems more suited to her. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I seriously, I'm, I can't wait to watch this movie. Oh, did you see the look that she was serving on SNL? The, like, the, the white dress when she did her monologue? Uh-uh. I, I didn't even see her on SNL. Her no. red carpet lo- looks in general. Yes. They don't miss. She turns it out. We love her. Yes. Huge fan. Huge fan of her alien little face. It is very like Mark Biden, right? I love it. Like when I would do castings, when I would, when I was deep in New York fashion industry and then I got to actually have a say in the models that we worked with, I would always look for a big bug eyed freak. Like an alien motherfucker. That's all I wanted. I did not want anybody that looked like a normal human being. Give me a fucking Anya Taylor-Joy fucking alien bitch every time. When I auditioned for the role of best friend, you're like, hey, you big bug-eyed freak. (laughs) You big bug-eyed Mark Redden freak. Get in here. You're hired. (laughs) Did you see the Eternals teaser trailer? I did. What'd you think? It looks good. It's a very stacked cast. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. Actually, I'm really excited. You know what's so funny? Someone made the joke about how we lost Tony Stark, but then we gained two more Starks. Rob and Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Both of those actors are in Eternals. 
I think it's fine. I, I think, think it's fine it's too. It's largely ambiguous. forgettable. And the only, I mean, the parts where, I mean, they did have that, the ending, I believe there was a, there was a part in the trailer. Forgive me. I forget what part it was that they actually, it actually felt like an Avengers movie. Like it got funny for a second. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, okay. But by and large, I was like, the fuck am I watching? I don't think that the trailer necessarily even needs to be good. We've been hearing about this movie for how long now? Also, <laughs> it's a Marvel movie. It's going to do well. Watch it. Like, yeah. Why do they even put trailers out for these things anymore? You got <laughs> Just, us, bitches. You got They us. could even do like secret drops, like a scavenger hunt. Look behind every mailbox for the next instruction. People would yeah. do it. Please don't give me another Black Widow trailer and ruin it, the rest of it for me. Like, I don't want it. Stop it. Stop doing it. Yeah. What, I almost why? prefer We're the trailers waiting. to be ambiguous. We want this shit. We are waiting. Like, why mm-hmm. would you give us... Don't give us any more until you're going to give us the whole thing, dum-dums. We are so close to the release of Loki, too. Yes. We're very close to Black Widow, too. I'm so fucking... I feel like every day, Max comes up to me and is like, Hey, Mommy, when's Black Widow come out? I'm like, hey, Max, stop taunting me. <laughs> I don't know. But now you do, finally. Um, well, while we're just wrapping up a little news here, we should talk about what is coming to Netflix and what has just arrived at Netflix. Mm-hmm. I just did a little handpicking of things. Some of them are a little random. Some of them are really exciting. Um, June 1st, Cradle to the Grave dropped. Million Dollar Baby. I am Sam. Stand by me. Swordfish. Do you remember Swordfish? Yeah. Why'd you put that on there? <laughs> I just made me giggle. Um, oh, the- speaking of Swordfish, it's a John Travolta movie, right? Mm-hmm. Guess who I met on Maui? John Travolta? John Travolta. How was he? He's really nice. His voice think, was a lot more feminine than I had thought. Even seeing him in movies, it didn't feel like it was that way. Like, but maybe he was just, you know, people were trying to be really nice. Their voice goes up a couple octaves. Maybe he was just trying to be like really nice. Mm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, he was, he took he a picture with there. No, he took no. a picture with, he's filming a movie with Bruce Willis right now. And I was staying at the Four Seasons and so was he. Gotcha. Cause that's like the fanciest hotel on that island, right? no but it's one of them june 3rd pretty guardian sailor moon eternal the movie part one and part two that's a mouthful fucking yeah june 4th this is the one this is the biggest one on the list sweet tooth which of course is a jeff lemire adaptation freaking thrilled it was actually an independent comic book that was picked up by vertigo later and i think the showrunner has worked with a lot of dc stuff so i think it's all in good hands um the trailer looks great june 11th skater girl which looks really interesting it's a new thing coming out june 15th working moms season five you watch working moms right yeah i've only watched like maybe two seasons i can't believe season five already wow already it's a canadian show mm, that explains I it, it i guess i don't know that explains explains anything i just like oh they're canadian oh. don't worry about it and then june 24th godzilla 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 are you fucking british <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> june 24th godzilla singular point Mm. How do you feel about Godzilla? Did you watch Godzilla vs. Kong? I didn't. Me neither. 
Me neither. Person. No, I think we're just I do, I do dabble in the Godzilla ones once again. Yeah, I just, I don't think I've seen any of the newer ones. I've only seen the old ones because I'm old. <laughs> I loved, I know that's like really unpopular, but I love the Matthew Broderick one. Okay. I did. It was just fun. And maybe it's because it was my childhood. That's probably also why I make excuses for the sequels, but I'm on board. I even like the Wild West movie. No. I had a good time watching it. What the fuck it. does that have to do with Godzilla? It doesn't mean it's a good movie. It was just fun. Was why fun you, why are you outing yourself with this? I don't understand. Because it's Pride Month, baby. <laughs> Coming out about the Wild Wild West. Coming out. <laughs> Masters of the Obvious is sponsored by FierceUnicorns.com. With a name you can trust, FierceUnicorns.com is a place where you can buy comfortable face masks that are curated, thoughtfully designed, and delicious if you are a goat. FierceUnicorns.com sells fabulous apocalypse gear like stickers, handmade face masks, and print-on-demand apparel like a shirt that looks like a LaCroix but says LaCunt instead. You know, wholesome rags. Every Friday is Fierce Friday, where the queers... Hey, you can't say that. It's Pride Month. Y- take it away. The queers... In charge, post a new design or two, and it's been a fun, necessary project for them ever since the pandemic targeted them specifically and took their income and punched it in the butthole. Direct it. Use code Obvious at checkout to get yourself a slick 15% off and help us squeeze more money per episode out of the male gaze. Was that a pun? Yeah, pun intended. G-A-Y-S, you clever little girl. I didn't write it. You clever little queer, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Kirsten, do you wear your Fierce Unicorns masks? I do. I wear them literally every day. I do too. And my son does too. Fucking A if they aren't comfortable. They're not lying. This this ad, this copy is not a fucking lie. They are comfortable. We don't, we don't promote anything we don't actually believe in. For enough money, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but this is legitimate. I would be recommending them even if we weren't paid. Right. I'm, I, everywhere I go, people are asking me where I got this mask. Like it's, people love it. Literally. So many pop culture options, so many, literally something for everybody. They're reversible. They're handmade. You're supporting queers during Pride Month. You're being socially responsible and fashionable. What's not to love? We have two very special guests on the show today, and I'm not just saying that because of nepotism. Riot Grace, my child, only 12 years old, is a model, an actor, a small business owner, and an author. We also have Lottie Guntink, who designed the Masters of the Obvious logo, amazing illustrator of said book, fashion designer, and a voice artist. Thank you so much for being on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, guys. So excited. People. (laughs) Let's get into it. So the big news for both of y'all is the book you've worked on is dropping this month. Riot, what can you tell me about this book? I mean, 
amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. What is it about? What was the inspiration? Um, it's kind of based off of my backstory and <laughs> I don't really want to get into it or else it's going to spoil it. No, just give us the backdrop. All right. So you want me to tell you how it starts? Yeah. All right. So I mean, don't tell me about the book. Tell me generally <laughs> what it's about. Well, it's about my story about um, how I came out as non-binary. What's non-binary? Um, it's when you're neither boy or girl. And there's another gender that's like you're both. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with either. Gender fluid? Yeah. Yeah. And the book talks about your experience with it. Mm-hmm. What are some cool things about that you like about the book? Um, there's really, really good illustrations, which I can hand to Lottie. Oh yeah, Lottie, <laughs> tell us about those illustrations. Um, I gotta say, working on it is like illustrator's dream because a lot of the time you have to make your aesthetic match whoever you're writing about, and it's usually stuff like beige, Target, Starbucks, you know, that kind of vibe. Um, but this was actually like, no, go nuts, make it like a scrapbook, make it wholesome, make it lovable, and. Yeah, it's just super exciting. It's like holding someone's scrapbook in your hands. Totally. And it's so cool because the illustration styles change with every page, the mood of the book, what's happening in the book. And it's not probably the worst that you're working with like a living cartoon character, right? It's so animated. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I got to say, Riot's probably the easiest person I've ever had to draw. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that, right? Um, I agree. I am really easy to draw. I am a living cartoon. (laughs) What is your favorite part of the book besides illustrations? Or is there a particular illustration that you really like? Ooh, okay. You know, the rainbow part. Okay. With all the, like the adult influences in your life. Yeah. That part was so cute and colorful. Why do you think it's important to have a book like this out in the world? Well, since it's more of a kid's book, I feel like that's, more important too because younger kids need to know about these things Mm -hmm. um for the rest of their lives too so i feel like by getting them out there we could make a better society for genders and sexuality totally yeah and i bet it will help kids who are possibly non-binary or transgender have the right words or if they have people like that in their life they know how to respect them and love them exactly what are you most excited about impact-wise about the book, Lottie? Uh, for me, it's actually uh, reading it as an adult. I think it has the same impact. Like, working on it, I ended up discovering my own identity because I had no idea. I was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't really feel like a girl, but that's just normal, right? And then I read the book as I was working on it, and I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I guess I'm non-binary <laughs> but um so I think yeah it's got the impact for kids but I think for adults as well there'll be something in there because it's so genuine it's not hidden behind all layers of like you know intense vocabulary and stuff like that it's just this is riot speaking directly to you and you just feel it I love that so what has life been like for you since coming out as trans non-binary two years ago? Well, ever since that, I've felt more free, like I could express myself more. Some parts are rough, but that's that's fine. How did you how did you come to the conclusion that you were non-binary? 
Well, there's like some trauma behind it. And then there's also like the internet. <laughs> the internet helped a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have any advice for other uh, trans non-binary people? Well, I'm not I'm not much of an advice giver, but um, if things start to get rough, most of the people that are trying to make you down aren't that smart. They usually not. Don't trust them. <laughs> I love that. That's such good advice. So, Lottie, as you said, you came out not too long ago. What's that been like for you? Um, pretty great because uh, it answered a lot of kind of vagueness in my identity. Like I just figured, oh yeah, everyone feels this way, and then oh, just kidding, they don't, and <laughs> you've got a lot to work out. But I think it's kind of a good thing as well because a lot of people will put stuff like non-binary and things down to like a phase or trying to be like unique as a teenager or something, and it's like, girl, I'm nearly thirty and I only just worked it out, like. <laughs> So I think, yeah, it's kind of been great because it's shown everyone around me that like, oh, it's an ongoing journey. It like, you know, it's just working yourself out as a human. And that's cool. Yeah, it's not a TikTok trend or anything. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Why did that joke sound like it was like made by a boomer? (laughs) (laughs) You are a boomer. Tiny boomer. Just dang kids and their TikTok. Um, Riot, I would love to know who some of your inspirations are, whether it be artists, bands, actors. Oh, <laughs> here comes a long list. Okay. Um, all right. Um, an artist, um, you may know them as Dorian Electra, one of my favorite people. Who's Dorian Electra? Okay, Dorian Electra is a gender fluid, um, music artist they've made songs like flame flamboyant career boy and a lot more they're really cool they're like really cool music videos too oh yeah who else are you does that count is that you're just saying that well it's true why am i an inspiration (laughs) you're asking me why yeah tell me I want I want to get gassed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as my mother, you've also been really really supportive of me. Really? Like my entire my entire life. Like when when I was questioning, you legit like made tea for me and we sat down and watched a bunch of videos about a bunch of different genders and you're like all right what do you think about this one does this one fit you (laughs) until we finally found one and then you're like really happy and you're like oh my gosh this is so great oh it was like an 80s outfit montage but with genders (laughs) exactly anyone else who's a big inspiration Ooh, i don't i I just could be shows movies whatever all right, even though this came out a little bit after I came out, She-Ra, and I also Steven Universe. St- Steven Universe in general, just great. It's a lot of non-binary characters in both. Yeah, right? and some lesbian characters, which I really like. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good list. Lottie, if you could give advice to any aspiring artists, young or old, what would that be? I guess two main things that I've only recently worked out is that when you're at that point where you feel like 
okay, I'm absolutely awful. This isn't going the way I expected. Uh, I've like been trying for so hard, long and it feels like nothing's coming together. That's usually when you're right on the precipice of a massive change. So you got to kind of just push through it, like trying to block out all those bad feelings because they're going to try and get you to quit. And if you quit, you're not going to get any better. But yeah, it's always when you're right about to crack onto something that everything feels like it's just gone to hell. <laughs> um, but I guess the other main thing would be like surround yourself with uh, people who hype you up and can get you the right connections and things like that. Like that's for me has been like you guys um, oh, like because I was sitting there thinking, oh, I'll just get a basic job as like art teacher. I'll just be boring for the rest of my life, whatever. But then you came like crashing through the window, like, hold up, we're going to make a book. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize this would be so emotional. <laughs> Jeez, Lonnie, stop giving us good advice. <laughs> but um, yeah, you just got to build that support team. I think not even just career wise, but uh, for your own sake of existence, you've got to just have people that will hype you up and see the good in you because sometimes it's hard to see that in yourself. Yeah, it's super hard for artists. I feel like we tend to second guess and doubt ourselves pretty hard. And if you kind of create a team of people to gas you up, it's great advice. Yeah, you got each other. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's one of the hardest things in life is just realizing you can't do it all and you're not perfect and to just delegate, even if it's emotional. Yeah. You Are you going to take that advice, nope. Kirsten? No, never. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a suitcase full of, full of emotions. <laughs> just overstuff it. It doesn't even fit in carry-on anymore. You got to get little tiny bags to put on your... On my person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> several I'll just strap up like ammo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too many emotions. Well, this has been fun. I'm so excited for this book. It's coming out this month. There is a launch party happening at Junior High Los Angeles. It's in Glendale, California on the 13th, uh, 1 to 4 p.m. You have to get your tickets online or pay $5 at the door. Just go to juniorhigh.com. Um, they have a calendar. And we're going to have like an Instagram filter coming out. Which I've tested it and it's really cool looking. It's very cool. Um, and then we're going to have merch. Mm -hmm. well, do you know what merch we're getting? Um, we're having masks. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure t-shirts. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of other, which I can't think of right now. <laughs> Stickers. Oh, yes. Art prints. Totes. And we might get wild. We might even have some like custom resin jewelry or things like that with little taglines from the book. Ooh. I don't know. You know how things snowball. So look out for all of that mid-month. <laughs> There's going to be an announcement on tiny.bangs on Instagram when the pre-order link on Amazon's up. I've been waiting for this for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, and if you're not able to come to the book launch on the 13th in person, we'll be live streaming on tiny.bangs on Instagram as well. Which you don't want to miss, honestly. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good selling point. I'll be there. Ooh. Watch oh, out yeah. for Auntie Cynthia. <laughs> Auntie Cynthia. 
Well, thank you guys so much for being on. Thank you for having us. Anytime. Also, we get to listen to that sweet, sweet Australian accent. Riot, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? At tiny.bangs on Instagram. And tinybangs.com. My outfit's for else. <laughs> okay, Lottie, where can they find you? Uh, I'm going to say it very clearly because of my accent. Uh, Little Gun Tank on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Lottie has some of the most amazing clothing designs, T-shirts. Their handmade, like their commissions are absolutely bananas. I don't know how the hell they're that good at sewing. I don't either. It's crazy. Explain yourself. This is a whole new interview. <laughs> <laughs> A huge thanks to our guest, Riot Grace and Lottie Guntank. What fucking delights those two are. Check out our website, mastersoftheobvious.com, for new episodes, news, and merch. Our Instagram, at Masters of the Obvious, Facebook at Masters of the Obvious, and Twitter at Masters of the O. Please don't forget to leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts and to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on to get notifications for new episodes. Thank you for listening. And we love you like a lot. Who are these ladies?